You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I, hat wearer, drinker of iced tea, lover of big fluffy labradoodles, Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Is that true? Yep. You know that. We've covered this. Hmm. Really? Yep. You know all those times when you, when I like text you when we're in a hotel, if you remember what hotels are, and I'm like, hey man, you want to get a bite to eat? You go, I don't know. I can't. I don't have time to go get a bite to eat because I'm not just some fucking asshole who shows up. Yeah. So that's how, that's how you know. Well, first of all, I don't say fuck it. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, no. I think I just say I'm not some asshole that just shows up. No, you swear. What, what are you talking? What a I weird. Never, what a weird. I never. I don't use the F curse. You just did in referencing what I said. You just said it. I did it in the in the context of a quote. You you love your little quote loopholes, don't you? You love your little. <laughs> Say whatever you want when you've got the cloak of invisibility on. You got the quote cloak. How dare you? you got the quote cloak. How dare you, you hurt me? You know, I don't know that my religion does not allow me to drop f bombs. What are you talking about? What's your problem? I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Did you not know that? I hope this. I hope that happened over quarantine. And that's why I didn't celebrate Memorial Day. Ah, uh, right. You don't celebrate holidays. That's right. Except for maybe Christmas, but you don't give gifts. I don't give gifts. On Christmas, I just walk around telling everybody that not many of us are going to make it to heaven. Like 30 or something. And the rest of everybody else is fucked. And you know why? Because you didn't believe hard enough. Well, to be honest, any heaven that lets in Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't want to hang out in. So. That is a problem. Look, we're not great. No. Oh, God, now we're going to lose all of our Jehovah Witness audience. <laughs> and called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam patch? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! A- action part. Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Hmm, girl. Mm-hmm. This is our first standing at home nice. episode. Yeah. Nice. Do you like how I keep moving? Nope. Psychotic. That's what happens when you have had a child. What? For dinner? Uh, when you care. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I've, I've had one for dinner, but the one I own, uh, Finn. Makes you pace? When they're babies, you hold them and you rock. And he's, then a grown, you, he's a grown-up now, and he's not in your arms, so you can stop rocking. I know, but you never, uh, as an adult, you never really Looks stop Looks like rocking. you're on a swing. You see, well, our president moves a lot when he tries to stand still. Great emulator. Yeah, smart. <laughs> Uh, Dave, I should point out that I'm uh, on the road in my bedroom every Thursday night on oh. Instagram, Instagram Live. You can go to at Reynolds Gareth and you can watch me riff 
on subjects that are emailed to garifslive at gmail.com. And you can send those, and it's a party. And I have a martini. And you have a martini. Also, comedy clubs are opening up all over America if you want to go somewhere and uh, catch something and die. Now's the time to watch content online in a robe. Also, you can go to my YouTube, which is uh, backslash uh, Reynolds, uh, Gareth Reynolds TV. If you're looking for more. Hey, do you remember uh, in the history when there was a plague and every country on earth acted like there was a plague, except for one who just went out and partied? Best country on earth. Eighteen sixty-two. I did a little something there. That was just for you. It's hot. The Homestead Act was passed by Congress. President Lincoln said it was quote to elevate the condition of men, to lift artificial burdens from all shoulders, and to give everyone an unfettered start and a fair chance in the race of life. Well, that sounds like most bills they pass. Mm-hmm. They sound positive. What's the nuts and bolts, Dave? Obviously, you bring it up for well, a reason. Well, it was it was to get people to move out west, okay. right? Uh, uh, of course, uh, besides giving everyone else a, a, a chance and an unfettered start, uh, it also increased the strength of the U.S. by taking over western lands from people who had lived there for centuries. Sure, yeah. Well, but he passed an act, so they need to respect the government that just got there. That's right. Also... Uh, corporations took massive advantage of this, but the Homestead Act did give incentive to Americans to move and settle into Western territory for just a, a filing fee of eighteen dollars and a buck twenty-five per acre. You could have your own land. It's pretty good. That's not a bad I'm deal, good, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, uh, you also had to live on the land for five years and build a house on it. So a lot of people headed out west. Okay. Because now you got a shot. You have to right? build a house on it. Yeah, you had to build a, an abode. Because uh, you got to, or else you could just you could just buy land and act like you're you're living there, but you weren't. You know. You, yeah, for sure. Not, not that anyone in America would ever not follow the rules. No, no not in this country. Same page. Uh, so the, the Civil War ended in 1865. Do you know what the Civil War? Uh, yeah, I do, and I don't believe it ended. <laughs> No, you're thinking of the wave two. Oh, right, right. The second wave. Uh, so more people headed west after the uh, Civil War ended, okay. including uh, many blacks who could buy land under the Homestead Act. Great. About time. Uh, even more people came with the first Continental Railroad being completed. So it's just a time when a lot of people are heading out Can west. Can you imagine if you, had a, if you were like heading out on foot? And by the time that it took you to get from wherever you were on foot to California or wagon, you just see a train going by. <laughs> Wait, what? 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 Oh, fuck. No. They ju- Come on. That's like when you look for parking forever and then you settle on a shitty parking spot. And then as you're walking to the destination you're going to, you see one right in front. And you're like, if I just had not run around like a lunatic and waited patiently. That's the story of Los Angeles right there. Uh, So it wasn't that great. It wasn't what they were always sold. You know, Uh, it was a lot tougher life. Uh, There were droughts. Uh, They'd go to their new land and it had bad soil and they couldn't farm it. Uh, And then 
Uh, also locusts. Sure. Well, there you go. Just eat you those. Like those. Eat those. Jesuit missionaries had been writing about locusts in California since 1722. Whoa. Where is this? Are you taking this in a locust direction? Locusts were uh, <laughs> regular. Were a regular problem for farms in the east. Swarms hit Maine in 1743 and 1756, Vermont in 1797. In the west, there were reported swarms in 1828, 1838, 1846, 1855, Minnesota in 1857, and 1857 and 1865. Nebraska had seven swarms over 17 years, starting in 1850. You'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. In, Did they not know about uh, the Homestead Act? <laughs> in Texas in 1853, the Reverend R.M. White described seeing an approaching reddish dark cloud as it rose on the horizon. Honey, is it supposed to red rain? Is it going to locust today? When the swarm was close, he could hear their wings, which sounded like a heavy wind. It sounds like a heavy wind. At first, a few descended, and then they came en masse. Soon, locusts were inches deep on the ground. The sun was completely darkened by those that were in the air, and they started eating. Three days later, all the vegetation was gone. The area, quote, look at, looked as if a fire had swept over it. But can we, for a second, look at how satisfied the locusts must have been? Oh, my God. So, so fat. Full. Just kicking it. They they look like the they look like the people in Wally on the spaceship. Yeah, just all fat and giggly. Like, uh, I tell you, I could not eat another turnip. Holy shit, America's awesome! Woo. Now, if we build a house, we own the land, locusts. <laughs> so, uh, some farmers noticed the greater prairie chicken would eat a lot of locusts and help control them. Okay. Uh, and so in Texas, farmers asked for the birds to be protected by the state from February to September every year to help fight the locusts, but no one listened to the farmers. Smart. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And the birds were, were not protected till much later. Uh, many farmers would wait until the locusts had passed through before replanting or just planting their crops. So there's no government that's helping. There's no, like, expert the Department of Agriculture that can help you with the, everyone's just kind of on their own. Right. They're learning from there's each no other. There's no swarm committee. There's no swarm committee. Uh, there's no swarm department. Right. There's no there's, and, and, organization. And by the same token, there's probably no one there stupid enough yet to pitch like the version that would, we would definitely hear in other times. Like it's too early for the, like where you could just be like, we need to bomb the locusts. That's right. Okay. That'll come. Okay, good. Uh, so in America, these are Rocky Mountain locusts. Okay. They're uh, one and a quarter to one and a half inches big. Okay. Now, locusts are actually grasshoppers. Okay. They, yeah, they, I can buy They're that. Kind of, yeah. Now, grasshoppers are usually solitary creatures. They, they don't hang out with other grasshoppers. They just cruise around alone. Uh, but when their population gets really dense, they lay eggs in the soil and then hatch months later. And because there are so many, uh, 
they change. Their color changes to red, uh, and then their behavior changes. So they are grasshoppers. They're just like evil grasshoppers. Yes, okay. evil grasshoppers. Okay. So they turn, in a group setting, they turn gregarious. Uh, they, they turn into a social group as opposed to when they're solitary. So it's like uh, when a dude joins a frat. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's like when you're, like in the 50s when your teenager was becoming a greaser. You were just like, I don't like you wearing that red, those red wings, Danny. All the guys are weird. I want you to be a grasshopper and your father's a grasshopper and you're looking like you got locust body, Danny. Oh, that's weird, because I want to kick the shit out of some socias. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 Danny. Danny, don't go join in the locust swarm. You're supposed to... Too late, Ma. Oh, Danny, no. And we're watching TV. Oh, no. Oh. And listening to rock and roll. Oh, no. That's what I feared. And doing anal. Oh, the... you probably shouldn't tell your mother all this stuff. Just, I understand the general premise. It's just... Which was entered, uh, invented in 1952. What? What's going on? I just... Anal. I don't... Uh. Me and some of the boys down at the mechanic shop invented it. Uh, well, first of all, you didn't invent it. Your father did. <laughs> what? Your dad and... Yeah, that's how he got me to do it. He told me it came up with a new way. All right. Ma, I don't... Oh, no, no, no. You've opened the conversation up to some real honesty, and I feel like there's some vulnerability, and maybe a mother and a son can connect over this, because, you know, you're, you're going off. But no, your father convinced me, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that it had never been done before. He said we could maybe get a Nobel Prize. And then he said every year on his birthday, we'd, we'd do it until we got a Nobel Prize. So. All right, look, I don't have to be a greaser. But, oh, that's great. Stay home. Will you just stop talking about yeah, this? Come on, it's your dad's birthday tonight. We'll all sit around. No, <laughs> we won't. Oh, okay. Uh, so their behavior changes. Uh, they swarm away from where they come out of the ground because they eat everything there. So why would they bother staying? And then... That's right. Uh, and, and they're basically, when they change, they, they just become like ravenous eaters. Well, this is quite a transformation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're basically born, born to eat and breed and eat and breed. Uh, and, and then their eggs produce more swarming generations and so on. So it just starts a pattern, right? right? Yeah. By the way, that's also the so mantra of the Midwest. Yeah, same thing. It's, this is, I'm basically just describing Iowa. Farmers would plow the eggs in December and January uh, because exposure killed. We're hoping for a good so- crop of locusts this year. <laughs> We're tilling the soil, hoping uh, we gotta. You gotta really pay attention if you want to grow a killer batch. Mother, these eggs are right. That's right, son. Now come on, we're gonna make tiny omelets. Uh, so exposure would kill them. So they try to. Uh, uh, plow the ground. They would burn the prairie, uh, and they put straw in their fields to burn. It's amazing the power they of insects. Yeah, uh, others poison them. But when the swarm was large, it was impossible to kill all the eggs. Okay, so then you just move. Now the Rocky Mountain locust was uh, named in, in a pub published report in 1866 by B. D. Walsh. 
Calipatinus spritus is the Latin name. Spritus is Latin for despised. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's not nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't let the locusts. Nice no, it's not nice, but they're dicks. Uh, locusts bred in sandy areas, and they did very well when it was hot and dry. So the thing to get a swarm is heavy rain followed by serious heat. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. That's that seems to be the deal with a lot of like the worst bugs. It's how I got gonorrhea. Oh God. Uh <laughs> at least I think. Um, Doesn't gonorrhea sound like what happens when your diarrhea goes away? Okay, go ahead. Now you can go. <laughs> How's your diarrhea? Uh, so- More like gonorrhea. Uh, I just see Will Anderson shaking his head in a nodding fashion. (laughs) So, uh, they uh, people also named the locust the hateful migratory locust, the hateful grasshopper, the hopping devil, the harbinger of evil, the migratory marauder, pestilential destroyer, the greatest of terrors. And the Kansas grasshopper. <laughs> they all sound like boxer names. They do. Oh my god. I would I would be called the Kansas, Kansas grasshopper. grasshopper. And you just come out, you've got really long arms. <laughs> and I'm hopping yeah. around. Oh boy, it's hard to get this guy's got quite a reach. He's like Manute Bull. Uh so even though it was now identified and a different uh and different than locusts in other part of the world, people still thought it was the same locust from the old testament. Which newspapers helped push this idea? They, uh, the San Antonio Daily News explained to readers that the locusts were quote the regular locusts, such as we read of in the Bible. What? Wait, why? What? What is that? Is this okay? Wait. So this is now propping up. <laughs> so as usual, there are some in our population who find a way to think: huh, Is that Jesus cracking the door open? That's right. You know why these locusts are here, gay? Good news. Let them bite your flesh and eat your crops. The Lord hath cometh. 1874 was a tough year for American farmers. Uh, The economy collapsed in 1873. uh, So they were already having problems selling their crops. And then there were dust storms all across Kansas. The monthly weather review, quote, in the latter part of November, vast prairie fires occurred in the far west and several dust storms filling the air with fine and unpalatable particles, which are known to remain suspended in the air for many days and sometimes are finally precipitated with water, forming the celebrated black rain. Uh, what the, uh, it sounds like meteorologists used to be a lot more dynamic. Who doesn't love black rain? Black rain, Yeah. <laughs> And now it's called chocolate rain, by the way. It is. <laughs> they they did call it the celebrated black black rain. So yay! The, All right, finally, it's raining black to root for <laughs> hell rain. <laughs> finally, what? um, the winter of eighteen seventy three eighteen seventy four was especially rainy. Uh, farmers were very excited by the rain, but then it was followed by a very dry, very hot spring. Oh, no. So everyone thought, early I wish it hadn't rained so much. Yeah, that was fucked up. Uh, so it's like they're breaking 
heat temperatures. So people know the locust right? checks in the mail. Extreme drought comes. Apparently, it was so bad that Kansas earned the nickname Droughty Kansas. Wow, very creative. How did they now? How, <laughs> how do you? How does one go about finding a way to add a Y to something? Uh, well, uh, it's how actually we pretend to speak Spanish. Right. Okay. In America, it's probably some marketing genius. Guys, look, I've figured it out. Okay, it's taken a while. I'm trying to find a way for you guys to spin this, lean into it, mm-hmm. own it. Mm-hmm. Drought E Kansas. All right. Now, run this piece of paper. You will find my banking information. That's my account and my oh, routing uh, number. Uh, Drought E could have a dash you? and a Y, or it could just have a regular Y. And I believe the amount that makes sense is around $10,000. I'll see myself out. Thank you, gentlemen. It, uh, yeah. uh, nope. What's that? Somebody say something? Well, I, you know, really bad. We were hoping for more than one idea. Uh, and also, uh, that's like a. Um, one-tenth of an idea? All you did was add a Y to well, a word. Well, I added a word and a Y to the word, to be fair. It's, let me just put my briefcase down. I did not think this would take so long. Um, okay, sure. We can open it up for some spitballing. How about this? Drought, Kansas. It doesn't have the E. kind of goes the more classical route. Well, now it's just descriptive. Exactly. Now, again, on that piece of paper, you will find my routing information, also my banking information, the name of the bank. I shall see myself out. <laughs> if you touch that doorknob, hmm? I'm going to cut your hand. Hey, all right, then. Let's just, it's a little, uh, I guess that's why they call you murdery Ryan. <laughs> this is also known as bloody Kansas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we don't take a lot of shit here. All right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll stay. Why don't you stay and come up with some ideas? I'll come up with some ideas. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Great. All right. Can anyone have this fruit salad? <laughs> a Kansas pioneer, Susan Prophet, wrote, quote, the grasses seemed to wither, and the cattle bunched up near the creek and the well, so no air seemed to stir the leaves on the trees. All nature seemed still. Okay. The Union paper wrote, quote, Misfortunes never come singly, and a dry spell brings with it any number of disasters and inconveniences. A drought nourishes shink, cinch bugs? Uh-huh. Chinch bugs? Uh, cinch bugs. Sun strokes, grasshoppers, and profanity. What? Who's... Do you want the list again? Yeah. Chinch bugs, sunstrokes, grasshoppers, and profanity. I mean, I guess it makes... It's not a direct side effect, but my if your world is screwed, you are going to swear more. It's probably because I, you're I just never, saying fucking locust the whole time. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't swear. You swore but, uh, earlier if I times was, on the show today. If I was in that sort of uh, circumstance... I might, yeah, I might use an F. F Absolutely, word. you would because you used it unsolicited multiple times today. I don't think yeah. so. Uh, the one thing that loves a wet winter, followed by a hot to dry spring, locusts. That's right. So the locusts came out of the Rockies, the Eastern Rockies, uh-huh. and they moved into Kansas. Just that sound a, when you're just like, uh, "All right, honey." Hold on. Let me open that window. Oh, no. 
On a July morning, a 12-year-old girl in Kansas noticed the sunlight was dimming. It was becoming dark. A fast-moving cloud of something was blocking the sun. And then she heard a whirring, rasping sound. And then she saw, quote, a moving gray-green, shiny, between the a moving gray-green screen between the sun and the earth. Well, David, what was that screen? I don't know yet. Well, let's keep reading. Objects started to drop out of the sky. They hit the house. Like the Twister? Fence, Just like cattle and, and cars? trees. That's right, cattle. They were locusts. A man in Edwards County, Kansas, quote, I never saw such a sight before. This morning, as we looked up toward the sun, we could see millions in the air. They looked like snowflakes. Uh, you mean they were liberals? Put your tongue out. Ah, put your tongue out. Catch a snowflake. I'm dreaming of a locust storm. <laughs> uh Another quote, they look like a great white glistening cloud for their wings caught the sunshine on them and made them look like a cloud of white vapor. It seemed as if we were in a big snowstorm where the air was filled with enormous sized flakes. That's disgusting. Yep. The locusts would block the sun for six hours in some air. By the way, so far the only benefit that I've heard of. Yeah. On those hot days where you're just like, ah. Thank you, locusts. Oh, I agree. I mean, nothing is better in droughty Kansas than blocking the sun. Bingo. And now that's while they're in the air. When they descended, that's when the real nightmares started. <laughs> the farmers ran to cover their wells because, the, if anything, they needed the water. Yeah. If the water gets fucked up by locusts, yeah. it's bad. And then they would save what crops they could. Save your corn! So save your corn! <laughs> well, some guys would run out and try and pick as many as much corn uh, uh, as they could. Come on, we're gonna harvest. We're gonna harvest in five minutes. We're gonna do five minute harvest. We're gonna do five minute harvest. Come on, let's harvest, 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 harvest. Uh, farmers uh, would cover gardens with blankets. There we go. Just put a little blanket over that. That'll do it. <laughs> but there were just too many locusts. Hold on, they I'm, would gonna, chew I'm gonna through the tuck blanket. my yard in. <laughs> Others used boxes and cardboard or whatever they could find to put over their plants. There we go. So we're gonna have a good. We're gonna have a good harvest. But the locusts covered every plant and tree. Sometimes so many locusts would land on a tree that they would break the limbs from their weight. Oh my god! What? <sighs> That's a lot of. Bugs. That's a lot of bugs. <laughs> what? What can't they do? They would even devour the bark off the trees. God. They're like cornstalks. <laughs> cornstalks were flattened and eaten. Grain was gone. The locusts ate the best part of the wheat and left the rest. They would devour they would devour entire water, watermelons and took everything off of fruit trees. When they were done, peach pits would just dangle from the empty branches. Oh my god, I like that they still were that hanging is- there. That is the most fuck you move ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. Well, the, I, I mean, in general, the idea that they're, they're like, they are, I mean, clearly they have very similar tastes to what we like to eat. They're like, corn's sweet. Husk's not good. Peaches are great. Yeah. Hits are not. It's like, God damn it. Uh, a farmer's corn crop would be eaten in, in, in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 
That must be fun to watch. Yeah. And it's also interesting to wonder if they did the thing where they went cha 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 flip cha 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 flip. Oh yeah, they yeah they go in. in okay, uh, right. Put their little locust bibs on. Ah, it's gonna be a good meal, yep. boys. Eat up. Yep. Yeah, butter. There you go. Salt. They devour barley, buckwheat, tobacco, strawberries, spruce, apple trees, even long laundry that was hung out to dry. Hey, come and on, let's eat some of these shirts. And they ate each other. What? <laughs> this case. So, all right. So, what you're telling me is there's no negotiating with these terrorists. Because, no, absolutely not. Because the second you have a hostage, they're like, I'll eat him right now. You're like, what the fuck? What just happened? <laughs> uh, Our move. Uh, those strawberries <laughs> were good. I'm going to eat you. Wait, what? <laughs> A historian in St. Louis, quote, one farmer south of this city had 15 acres of corn eaten by them yesterday oh in god. three hours. Oh, my God. They That's moved like Roger down Ebert clo- numbers. Yeah. <laughs> they mowed it down close to the ground, just as if mowing, a mowing machine had cut it. Oh, my God. In three hours, 15 acres. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't eat Chinese sugar cane or peas. So weird. We're allergic to like, sugar cane. <laughs> yeah, peas are kind of gross. We don't like peas either. <laughs> uh, they left them alone. What they really liked was onions. What? These guys are fucking weird. And they and farmers started to report they could smell onions as a swarm approached. That is horrifying. That is disgusting. Well, uh, they don't brush their teeth. I mean, but whatever. It's just disgust. Just to, oh, just be like, oh God, honey, did you just burp spring onion now? Oh God, the windows. Oh God, onion locusts. <laughs> I wish we had a gum plant. We should give a mint. Yes, that would be the idea. Uh, and so when they were done with the crops and the trees, <laughs> what was for dessert? They, they would eat fence posts, axe handles, what? the leather stirrups off horses, bridles, gloves. They were attracted to the salt from perspiration on handles and saddles and gloves who, and I mean, things who is like it? that. Yeah. I am always turned on when I see that stuff. Rarely can I go by an axe handle without taking a big old... Uh, honey, I'm just going to go put that axe handle in my mouth for a minute. Mm-hmm. So salty from the farmer. Oh. Uh, they would eat anything that was not locked away. Uh, they would... And then they began to... Well, first, they would strip the paint off the building. Which, by the, the way, if it timed properly, could just be a great time to repaint. Unless there's That's more right. to what you're saying. Well, it's like it's like fire uh, regenerates the forest. Right. right. It's the same thing with the way a locust. The circle will, of life. Yeah. Uh, so they'd go into the farmhouses. They would eat anything not locked away in a wood or metal container. Barrels and cupboards were attacked and empties, emptied. Locusts would destroy uh, curtains and clothing. When people went to sleep, they had to shake their bedding to get all the locusts out. And it was lucky if they didn't have to shake the batting again when they woke up. Ugh. Ugh. I Ugh. would never sleep. How are you sleeping? No. How are you sleeping? No. Who's sleeping through that? I just. 
I don't care what, like fucking Pioneer Days, whatever it is. I'm not sleeping through yeah. a night of bugs. By the way, yeah, you are. This, is, I mean, you're not oh, sleeping, I, but you're you're definitely in bed. Like, ah, maybe in 200 years things might be okay. Oh, can you imagine just sleep like no. oh, feel them crawl on you? No. Just like oh god, oh no, he's on my salty penis. Oh, oh wait. Wait a minute. That's Jimmy. Oh, shh. It's a game we play. Uh, so, yeah. So, one woman was pregnant. Oh, no. Uh, she, was, she was almost due. A pioneer wrote that her husband had gone insane from fright due to the locusts. Wow, okay. I, so, I assume he just saw the locusts coming, started screaming, and ran off well, into the... I mean, he's probably just like, oh, I can't do it again. I can't keep rebuilding. Uh, the pregnant woman said her clothes were eaten while she wore them. Quote, I was wearing a dress of white with a green stripe. The grasshoppers settled on me and ate up every bit of the green stripe in that dress before anything could be done about it. That just sounds like a scene in, like... A dirty 80s movie. Yeah, it's well, it's a horror movie. Cl- clothes eating bugs? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Nobody Are they just it. really funny? The bugs? Yeah. Are they just like, this will what? be hilarious. Well, and they also just ate the green stripe. They didn't eat the white. <laughs> Wait, what? Maybe it had... A, yeah, they only ate the green stripe in the dress. What? Yeah. So she just had a sash? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Miss Pregnant. I don't know. I wonder if the stripe was a cross, uh, like a. Uh, Dude, I would love. Horizontal. Would be, or I would just love to vertical. be able to have a conversation for two minutes with a locust and just be like, why the stripe? Oh my God. What are you guys doing? It's really good. We like the salt. Yeah. So the thing is, we're big on just fucking around. We like the salt. You know? it, well, not only do we like to eat, but we also just like to fuck with people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> get in that, get in that mind. I'm living in your brain, crazy lady. Oh God. Laura Ingalls Wilder, who, uh, if you're very old, there was a show called Little House on the Prairie, and she wrote a book that was turned into Little House on the Prairie, the TV show. So she was a child in Minnesota and uh, wrote of the sound of the crops. Quote, you could hear the millions of jaws biting and chewing. Other people said it sounded like crackling fire as the locusts ate crops. It kind of is. <laughs> At this point, the guy who went crazy, the guy with the pregnant wife, I'm 100% on his side. I would go mad and run off in, into the distance. Yeah, into nowhere. But Just they would screaming. find you. Just scream. They would find you. Yeah. Uh, Wilder described when family members came back in the house after battling the locusts, quote, their clothes were covered with grasshoppers. Some jumped into the hot stove where Mary was starting supper. Ma Ma covered the food till they had chased and smashed every grasshopper. She swept them up and shoveled them into the stove. Smart. Yeah, that's right. Now they're kindling. Yeah, fire. There's a lot of burning of locusts. Uh, that was that's one of the best way to get rid of them. Burn how? But how do you burn? They would have a they would have a, a bonfire, uh-huh. and then people would just go out into the 
crops and pick them off and put them in a basket and then throw them in the fire. So they essentially at one point were just harvesting locusts. Yeah. Uh, the locusts would move on after a couple of weeks, but not before laying eggs in the soil. Fuck. <laughs> Land bed bugs. It's literally, a, they're living in a horror. Yes. Movie. Yes. The New York Times wrote, quote, the air is literally alive with them. They beat against the houses, swarm in at the windows, and cover the passing trains. They work as if sent to destroy. Jesus. Covering the trains. Now, train. this was a bigger, this was a much bigger locust swarm than had previously been seen. All the ones we talked about before were pretty localized. Okay. Um... So, in July, a judge and meteorologist, because that's... He, he was he both? Back then. Yes. Yeah, I'd have two jobs. Uh, there's a 70% chance I find you guilty. Let's go to the five-day. Also, uh, bugs in the air! Uh, so, in Nebraska, he measured a swarm as it passed. And he telegraphed towns and, around nearby to see where the swarm was and how big it was. And he calculated the speed of the swarm as it passed overhead for five days. What? A swarm of bugs that took five days to fly overhead. It took it, the, the, the length of the swarm. It's five days mm -hmm. of constant swarm flying over. That's correct. I mean, they got to get better flight patterns. <laughs> what are they doing a conga line? They're just, it's just big. There's just a lot of, it's, it's a five day journey for the bugs. Yeah. I mean, that is so, so many bugs. He calculated the swarm was 1800 miles long oh, and 110 miles wide. Oh, my God. Who? Who wants to live at that point? Oh. I don't. No. Oh, my God. 198,000 square miles of locusts. What One did you giant say? locust cloud what? that was 198,000 square miles. It, Picture 198 square miles. And now picture 198,000. You're talking like the whole... Everything you see. The Northeast. Every, you're talking like... You, from a satellite, you're talking California. about an enormous... Like you'll see it from space. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, I believe the Guinness Book of World Records has it as the largest like group of flying... Well, I'm sure they appreciated together. that honor. Um... The weight of all the locusts in the swarm is estimated to be 27 million tons. Dave, I can't handle hearing this. How could you live in it? But I know, right? Seriously. How, many tons? how could you? 27 million tons of bugs. Oh, my God. So the farmers tried to fight back to 
just save their crops. What is their? They began. <laughs> We're going to have a rational <laughs> conversation. We're going to sit down and talk to them rationally. All right. Hello. I'm a farmer. Would you please leave? Eating your skin. Eating your eyes. Now you're naked. Now you're naked. Now you're naked. Totally naked. Not by his penis. Eat his skin. There's sweat on it. Eat his bones. Eat his bones. Leave his head. Send him home. What? Hey, buddy. Dead. The farmers started lighting fires and uh, would explode gunpowder in their fields Look, when they're. If anyone's so going to ruin our crops, it's us. <laughs> How about we go to war with these motherfuckers? We're going to blow them up before they have a chance to eat it. It's just the the most American thing. I bet you go to any other country where there's locusts and no one was like, what about we blow them up in the field? I think we're all saying the same thing. We got to bomb them. They would also shoot at the swarms with shotguns. That had to be extremely satisfying, but pretty Oh, my God. Job. So great. But so great. I mean, you would literally blast them and, and a hole would appear in the in the Which had to feel cloud for a, to, second, for a second and then just fill it. There was a story that I read of one guy who the, the locust came and he and they came really fast and just all landed. And he broke off a willow branch and just started going through his corn, like swatting them off. And he thought he was making progress. And he turned around. and was just all <laughs> like he'd just yeah, done. Nothing. I mean, well, look, I mean, if you kill a million, you've not done anything. Yeah. I mean, it's one hundred and ninety eight thousand square miles. I mean, it's just. It's, yeah, it's actually bombing them makes sense now. The more I think about it. Yeah. Uh, some would just go out there and hit him with wood beams or farm tools. Entire families would go out into the fields to fight the locusts. They used brushes, brooms, branches, anything they could. Quote, hungry chickens hurried to the scene of action. So they just like a chick. You're like, we'll, we'll fight them with chickens. Go, go. Chicken. <laughs> it's a buffet. Many farmers heard the swarms were coming before they arrived. But knowing ahead of time didn't mean much. Some tried to uh, burn a barrier around their land, hoping the fire and smoke would keep them out. So they would they can't fly light a fire right. around the borders. Yeah, you know, Dave, it's kind of like building a wall to keep them out. <laughs> One farmer tried to stop the locust by digging a ditch on the border of his land. He filled it with sticks and leaves and anything that would burn. And then when the locust came, he set it on fire. It did almost nothing because soon there were so many locusts that their bodies put out the fire. <laughs> well, I think I did something. <laughs> Morally, I feel good. Uh, this futile effort. Uh, so a bunch of guys did that. It's futile. So then they started digging ditches and then the locusts would come and go in the ditches and then they'd bury them uh, and kill them. But still, there were still too many. I mean, it's just such a pointless <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Some farmers tried machines. Well, also, there if you was, do that uh, next year, you're going to have locust plants. That's right. They, the boy, can they really grow if you get a nice rain? Uh, uh, some farmers tried what is known as the hopper dozer. Uh, so you took a sheet 
iron scraper and you smeared it with tar. That sounds pretty and then not horses, complicated so far. And then you put it behind uh, a couple of horses and they would pull it over the locust covered fields and all the locusts would stick to the tar. And then, you know, you'd put so them in the fire. you made giant fly paper. That's right. Okay. Horse it worked somewhat, but only... You can only do that when the ground was perfectly flat, uh, but there were just too many locusts for it to really have an effect. And a farmer couldn't do that um, over his crops, obviously. Yeah, true. Uh, a man named J.A. King of Boulder created what was basically a locust vacuum cleaner. This I like a little bit more. <laughs> so, it's also pulled by a horse. Yep, this I'm getting off board with. It has two large tubes okay. that go down to the ground. And then the tubes go up into a chamber uh, that has a fan inside. Okay. And the the fan, uh, as the fan is moving inside the chamber, it creates suction. Uh And the locusts would get sucked up, and then they would hit a screen and drop into a bag so they could be taken and dumped into the fire. Pretty good. Worked pretty well, uh, considering. Uh, but it also was only good on flat ground. Also, it got clogged a lot with locusts, especially the screen. I, Cost fifty dollars. Well, there's there's just there's nothing you can do to get rid of that many of something. <laughs> no. Yeah. There was absolutely no way. Uh, states passed tax breaks for anyone who built a locust killing machine. Okay, I like that. I love that all they can ever think of is tax breaks in America. Yeah, right, right, right. How about if we give you some money off all your tax? Yeah, I would rather some money. <laughs> uh, there were newspaper stories about farmers creating devices to kill the locusts. The Marshall Tri Weekly Herald reported a man had created a machine that killed locusts by the acre, but there was no description. Good. That's what you need. Just that. All right. We've given you all you need. Now go find one. You know what I would do? A grasshopper. What? I would put on a huge locust costume and pretend like I was their god and just lead them to another property. Gentlemen. Now see, I bet. Gentlemen, it's I from your prophecy. I'm a a lady. Whatever you are matters not. The chosen land is not here. It's over there. Then why did, why, if it doesn't matter what we are, why did you say... Gentlemen, and not Look, you're getting hung gentlemen. up on. I'm sorry, you're getting hung up on something very small compared to what I'm talking about. But I'm sorry, G- ladies and gentlemen, is that better? Well, it's a little late. It's a little late now. Well, here Isn't we it? fucking go. Uh, I'm just merely trying to say that uh, time is of the essence. We should move to new. I'm your god. Stop giving me this sort of. I'm not following you. I'm not following you. You misogynist. I'm piece not of a shit. good lord. I didn't know. I'm not. I'm. Oh. Where are my bros at? I def- I didn't look. La- ladies, ladies. Are there more than j- ladies? Listen, I'm sorry. There's a lot of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you? That's too late. Look, please. I'm so sorry, ladies. The ladies and gentlemen. You know, you know who will follow us? All the dudes. <sighs> so why don't you get the fuck out of here, giant locust? I'm your god. Not anymore. Oh, you're so my God's a lady. Oh, so frustrating. Scram. Excuse me. Scram. Oh, okay. I thought you said it's Graham, which I was going to say with a man's name. Anyway, whatever. 
This is a costume. I don't even give a shit. I can't believe we're talking. Yeah, no shit, dickface. Oh, we figured what, that out ages no, ago. Get you the you fuck out of here. You? you know everything. You're two steps ahead. Right? You know it all, don't you? Let's eat his hair. No. Uh, so newspapers are writing stories. Um, a grasshopper destroyer was built by Thomas Munson. JC Melcher built something that crushed locusts as it was pushed. Another man created a machine that could kill a bushel of ocus an hour. None of these had descriptions, but they're all written about in papers. (laughs) (laughs) Other. Other states finally passed laws protecting birds that ate locusts, like quail, prairie chickens, and snipe. But really, nothing worked. There were just too many locusts. They destroyed crops and uh, natural growth, and that wasn't even the worst. Locusts also shit everywhere. Ponds and streams were now brown. (laughs) And this disgusting water, so it's not just... It's it's also lo- dead locusts and shit. Like uh, at a music the- festival. <laughs> uh, and no one could drink the water. Animals, humans, horses, and cattle refused to drink it. And the animals were already in a bad place because everything they ate was gone. Birds and farm animals started eating dead locusts to survive. Wow. Ugh. Hogs grew fat, but the uh, domesticated birds like chicken became inedible to people as they now had a foul taste. Oh, well, yeah, they had that onion bug smell. That's right. Although you would think the onion would make a a chicken taste not. You know, here's what we got to do is start feeding them thyme. (laughs) If you think about that, we're going to have a delicious bird on our hands. A little paprika. All right, here's what we're going to do. Butter. We're going to leave out some basil, some butter, a little thyme, and some paprika. Hopefully, the locusts eat it. When the chickens eat those, we're going to have a really nice seasoned bird. Oh, my God. This is going to be great. In Texas, the locusts appeared in mid-August and attacked the cotton. Although some farmers after said it was easier to pick cotton after locusts had eaten all the leaves. Okay. Swarms darkened the sun for five consecutive days as they headed for the Rio Grande. In Minnesota, Nicolette County uh, paid people two, altogether uh, $25,053 to bring in 25,053 bushels of dead locusts. Wow. Children were paid five cents a pound in many places. Uh, that's hey, just. I think it's safe to say we had a locust problem. I just, God damn. It, but what a job, uh, what a jobs program. I know, but just uh, like, if that's what you're doing as a kid, just picking up dead bodies. Oh, that I would be fine with as a kid. As a grown up, I would go absolutely crazy. Uh, now the pioneers in the remote areas had it worse. They didn't have a lot of food stored and couldn't look to neighbors for help. So by the end of 1874, only one family out of 10 had enough uh, supplies to get through the winter. They started leaving their claims, especially in the hearted areas of West Kansas and Nebraska, and they headed back east. Some would write signs on the side of their covered wagons like, eaten out by grasshoppers. Easy. Going back east to live with wife's folks. Or, Is this like the first or, part of social media? Or from Sodom, 
where it rains, grasshoppers, fire, and destruction. That's a good one. From Sodom. Yeah. Uh, the po- population of Kansas dropped by a third. Because <laughs> oh of fucking bugs. Unless you did a locust census. That's then true. The- Some people are unable to leave because of all the debt they had. Uh, they joked that locusts had eaten everything but the mortgage. I'll bet you that joke was not such a huge joke. It was probably one of these jokes. <laughs> I swear to God, sometimes it feels like they've eaten everything aside from the mortgage. (laughs) Is that supposed to be funny, Danny? Supposed to be funny? Oh, shit. He's crying. He's crying, guys. Guys, Danny's crying. They took it all. They took it all. Where did they take me? He took everything. Just eat me, too. Sometimes I wish wish that they ate me instead of just all the stuff. Hey, Billy? Hey, Billy? Did you hear him? He said said we could eat him. Danny said we could eat him. Oh, no, wait a minute. Are you just a bunch of locusts in my friend's skin? No, we're hungry people. Oh, well, that's also shameful. Have you ever seen the movie The Road? I don't think there's movies. <laughs> uh, so some people also just didn't want to give up their the investment they had and time they had put in. Other people are emotionally connected to the land now. And then others had nowhere to go, uh, no transportation, I, no place to go. A, a complete, I mean, yeah, you are completely screwed. I mean, that that is yeah, relatable. Um, the ones who stayed needed help, obviously. They looked to the federal, local governments. Um, of course, they're getting nothing there. They borrowed from family or friends. Some mortgaged their land. Some were starving. St. Louis Republican quote, we have seen within the past week families which had not a meal of victuals in their house, families that had nothing to eat save what their neighbors gave them, and what game could be caught in a trap. Since last fall, in one case, a family of six died within six days of each other from the want of food to keep body and soul together. From present indications, the future four months will make many graves marked with a simple piece of wood with the inscription, Starved to Death, painted on it. Jesus. So that's not great. Yeah. I mean, that's not a great story to read in the local yeah, paper. No, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Go to the sports page. Uh, but most Western papers and governments tried to actually downplay the devastation. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Because they were worried negative publicity would discourage people from heading west to settle and hurt <laughs> investment. Ah. Oh, sweet. Uh, a plan thought out the whole way through. <laughs> One wrote, quote, we hear a great many exaggerated reports of the damages grasshoppers have done, which are hardly credible. And it is of no earthly benefit to give them currency. In fact, we believe it is damaging to the future prospects of the different localities for the citizens to start such stories. The impression will gain credence in the East that some of these sections of the country are doomed and to suffer from grasshopper visits continuously because people will not stop to think that this is but a chance occurrence. It's amazing. It's just like... Yeah, the I the the way, and you know, some people call it the American Spirit, Dave. 
I call it delusion. <laughs> but the ability to just be like, well, we don't want to tell them the truth. That'll change the plan. Jesus Christ, if we tell them the truth, they're not going to want to come out exactly. here. <laughs> this place is a fucking nightmare. I mean, what is like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, it makes sense, you know? But, like, you just had general trust. Like, if you went to the travel agent and you were like, is this place nice? And they were like, it's nice and it's a war zone. That just what well, didn't happen. But still, somehow, we're able to just be like, well, we don't want to reveal the end. Let them die. No. no. <laughs> so... So the governors of Kansas and Nebraska didn't want to set up actual state uh, help. So they set up internal private relief agencies to collect and hand out food and supplies. They privatized it? Well, they, they essentially, yeah. They, so instead of using the, their state power or asking the federal government, they, they're like, well, what if we just have charities that we, uh, we watch over? That's basic, like, that, that's essentially like the old-timey task force. Well, we're going to get a task force. That's right. And then if, you know, it, if, they, if the state asks or gives out money or if they ask for the government money, it makes it sound worse. So the governors also don't want it to seem like it's bad. No, no, no. For sure. The way to handle a big problem is to not do anything so that other people don't know about it. That's right. Uh, so the Nebraska Relief and Aid Association was created to, quote, collect money, provisions, clothing, fuel, seeds, and other necessary supplies from private sources. So essentially, a GoFundMe. It is a GoFundMe. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> They're trying to avoid a federal government response. The Omaha Bee wrote, quote, we are confident that Nebraska They're will be able to take care of... They're in the pocket of big insect. We can't read that. Paper. <laughs> you can't read the bee. Everything's fine on the locust front. Move, 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 Yankees. The Omaha Bee wrote, quote, we are confident that Nebraska will be able to take care of all the people who really want without legislative aid. Not everyone agreed. The Omaha Daily Republican noted, quote, some prudent people get more than they ever had and the worthy starve, as was the case in the Chicago fire. Too much care cannot be observed in distribution. It is do alike to sufferers and contributors. Wow. So the same sort of pattern had happened with the Chicago fire where, where some were overcompensated and some weren't compensated at all. Right. Yes. Shocking. Uh, uh, Naomi Klein has a main part. You can read it in the shock doctor. Mm. Yeah. Right. The victims of the swarms were now being called grasshopper sufferers. Meanwhile, people, who were starving were now pillaging for buffalo bones in the prairies. They would carry the bones to railroad stations and sell them to people who were passing through. Oh my God. They made $4 a ton for bones and $8 a ton for horns. There were so many people selling buffalo bones that the amount of bones carried by trains was six times what it had been in 1872. Wow. As it became colder in the fall, the locusts would gather on railroad tracks because the rails were heated by the sun during the day and stayed warm into the night. We've really built them quite a little palace, haven't we? <laughs> Thought of everything. In the early morning, the now cold locusts would not be able to move when the trains came. Mm -hmm. 
the massacre would create slippery tracks from locust guts. So even when you kill them, they're oiling up the tracks? <laughs> Trains had a hard time safely handling going up or down grades because the wheels would just spin. I can't believe there's so much locust juice that you're spinning out a train. The government report stated, quote, that the oil from their crushed bodies reduced the traction so as to actually stop the train, especially on an upgrade. Wow. (laughs) That is shocking. Oh, my God. The Missouri State entomologist stated, by the way, was like about to go out of business. Until the <laughs> what's going on? Oh shit! We should get a reporter out there. Uh, They're probably the behind state and the Missouri state entomologist stated that animals were happy to eat locusts, and men had done the same in ancient times. He was saying this because he was proposing people start eating locusts. Oh, that is some wild shit. Yeah, people <laughs> used to love to eat locusts. Really? Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now you go on. I've never heard of a locust. Eat them all. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of pages in the Bible about the locust Sammy mm-hmm. and a locust locust gyro. Then there's the locust barbecues. There's a whole in uh, in the New Testament. There's a whole chapter of recipes. You have you ever had slow ro- slow roasted locust? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, locust that's like my grandma. Locust yeah. is the my, best. My grandma made locust. Oh, yeah. Love of it. Yeah, really locust. great. Falling off the thigh. <laughs> mm. uh, he was saying this because he was proposing people eat locusts. It would accomplish two things: one, it would solve the starvation issue, and two, it would get rid of the locusts. Yeah, yes. Don't look at it as two separate problems. You've now created inflamed. It's one big solution. He claimed they were as nutritious as oysters. Oh, they're sky oysters. That's all they are. Oysters of the cloud. I just love that anybody would say oysters are nutritious. Mm. Yeah, if you're going to sell me on eating a bug, (laughs) there's a a thousand things that can come before oyster. There's so many things before oyster. Pretty much everything. Yeah. All you need is nine beers, and then you can eat locusts. Yeah, you just it's like it always put it down real quick. Do it with some lemon and some hot sauce, and don't let it touch your taste yes. buds. So you avoid the taste. The you can slip it on it's through. Delicacy that if it touches your tongue, you're gonna throw up. <laughs> he also said grasshoppers tasted like nuts if you took off the legs and wings and then fried them in butter. Well. <laughs> I mean, he basically has found the fair diet for America. (laughs) No shit. Uh, He also said one can make a nice locust soup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He published locust recipes in a book about the plague. One was John the Baptist style, which was fried with honey. Jesus Christ. This guy's going all in on this locust thing. He wrote, quote, when boiled and afterwards stewed with a few vegetables and a little butter, pepper, salt, and vinegar. Guys really seasoning make me a lot. Excellent, make an excellent fricassee. Oh, my God. What is he doing? Have you ever had a locust quiche? My Lord. <laughs> How about some locust pie? Would you like uh, some locusts in your eggs? Say when. 
so he was so pleased. Oh, he sent he sent uh, some locusts to a St. Louis caterer who who made meals out of them and was so pleased. He said he would have them on his menu every day if he could get a decent supply. Of well, I've got good news hard. for the chef. <laughs> You're going to get them. Supplies, not an issue. No, no, no. Cooks are the issue. Hungry pioneers tried the recipes. Some said if they were fried after being slathered with butter and seasoned with salt and pepper, they tasted like crawfish. Okay, yeah. Well, because you're putting all butter and salt. Yeah, whatever. Eat. Listen, listen, Americans, just eat your fucking bugs. They... they They don't. There's no way they taste like crop. No. I mean, come on. No. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, there's also a, there's also a, crawfish are fun to eat. You won't eat the chickens that have eaten them, and now you're just going to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Some put crispy locusts in broths and stews, but more and more settlers refused to eat them because they had watched them destroy their farms yeah. and hated. Them. I get that. I mean, it is a way for you to eat your crops, sort of. I guess. Uh, the lost crops altogether totaled about $50 million in 19, in 1874. It was 74% of the total value of U S farm products. Oh my God. As the private relief efforts got going, there were many reports of abuse of funds and improper distribution of goods. Shouldn't be. Now, people uh, from all over the country sent money, but then land agents started warning that too much relief would make the farmers dependent on charity and harm their work ethic. Oh, my God, Dave. Stop. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know what? These farmers are lazy. Uh, Imagine. Give them money. They're not going to want to make corn. I almost said imagine and then had to stop. Now, <laughs> this, uh, this argument hurt the relief effort. Less people sent money and the hungry were starving. And this was also the exact same thing that happened after the Chicago fire. Same pattern. Grasshopper sufferers began to have to prove they were worthy of aid. Ta- talent show? I mean, they're all, they all got screwed. This is my daughter, Isabel. Isabel, go ahead and cough up uh, some of your inside. There's nothing in her. See that? That's a piece of her. That's a piece of her. She's rotten on the inside because she's, she's slowly dying. I'm not going to lie. We've seen a lot of girls rotting on the inside today. But uh, can she tap? Yes. We've seen a lot of them who can tap, too. Anyway. So Nebraska farmers had to sign a pledge of oath that they had nothing that they could sell for food or clothing. Well, I mean, look, so to get if you're if you're going to make a stupid fucking rule, then I'm going to lie at your oath ceremony without question. I'll be holy shit. God, the amount. Yeah, I got nothing. Well, I got nothing. You realize the Lord's watching. Yeah, yeah, I got absolutely nothing. Uh, Got nothing at all. Has to be telling the truth. Sorry for your loss, sir. Thank you. I don't know. And I don't know how I'm gaining weight <laughs> during all this. I don't know. Yeah. 
You also have a lot of jam on your shirt. That, uh, there was a jam fight outside. People were throwing jam, so I just walked into it. Just happened to, it just happened to be right down the middle of my shirt. Uh, right up. Yep, uh, I got hit right in the face with a big old thing of jam and a turkey leg and some buttered you sourdough. T- you took the oath? Mm-hmm. Yep. I put my hand up, swore to God, all the whole That's thing. Fried I chicken started on your fingers. Uh, oh, chicken all over the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So I fell into a uh, rotisserie. Where? Why did you eat some of it? Um. Oh, uh, they said I couldn't have any. That I had to come over here. <laughs> so, what sounds like you have friends who have a lot of food. If there's jam fights and you're falling into rotisserie bins. No, uh, no, I don't know any of them. Okay. I don't know those people. I was in the starving line. That's why I'm here. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you took the Ooh. oath. I mean, what, what can I do? I know you're telling the truth because you took the oath. Oh, God. It smell like pizza? Yes, it smells strongly like pizza coming right out of your mouth. I, uh, it would, I if one didn't know better and you had taken the oath, one would think that you had eaten recently. Uh, I, uh, no, I, no, I haven't eaten in days days like four or five or something except for the pizza okay. and the all right. well look we're giving you the aid you took the oath so you ever had angel cake i think you have food i'll be honest i think this man i don't okay because you just i don't i'm thinking about okay. food i'm thinking about okay. it i never eaten i never even had food in my life that's that the thing. not possible what you just said is not helping your honest factor i eat air have you heard of Aryans? This is no, we're not going in that direction. No, out, get out, take your aid, go. Jesus Christ. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. I'm a lady. It. Okay, ma'am, whatever. Lucky I'm not Shut eating. Shut up. Oh, I'll eat you. Go. Uh, so, <laughs> so a relief distributor explained the process quote, if a man wants to help, he must go to one of the officers of the relief society and make a sworn statement that he has got nothing that he can sell to get anything with. He must sell his last cow and team. He must not have any seed wheat nor any money. Okay. So we're looking for the broke. He can't. So what they want is for him to sell everything he has to get food. He wait in order to get the aid. He has to off everything he has. Everything. He can have nothing to sell if he wants to get charity. So then what does he do after he eats? I don't know. And the media pushed the narrative that corruption was rife and homesteaders who didn't need money were receiving it. Many farmers also refused aid because they, quote, are not beggars. Wow. So now you have the other part of the American, right? So you got the American yeah, thing of where everyone's like, well, you're a cheater. You don't deserve money. Meanwhile, those people are high off the hog. And then you got the other guy, the guy who wants to be the millionaire who's like, I ain't no beggar. I ain't taking no charity. Yeah. <sighs> As winter came, it it became apparent that many people were going to starve. So the army stepped in. They had been observing, and they knew it was a problem. They took over the relief effort and started handing out what they had. So they had stuff, uh, you know, 
items. A. They're fighting a war. That's why they're there. So they give out uh, coats, boots, blankets, uh, things that will help people get and, through the and winter. don't sweat in any of these? Please, if you sweat, they're cuts. Like, they're, they're cuts. Ringing a bell for supper. You ever seen uh, like a zombie movie where someone shoots a gun and then all the zombies come running because they lack sound, even though they're dead? And I don't know why that hey, part would work. This guy sure talks about film a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. So I have a couple of uh, issues. First of all, how can a zombie's eyes work if it's What's dead? Movie, also, how, how can its ears work? What, what? You understand what I'm saying? No. Okay. Well, you will in about... About 1970, 71, 72, you're going to figure that out. Not a living dead. George Romero. You don't want to get into running zombies and walking zombies. You want to have that fight right now? Uh, You want to have that fight right now? What's a movie? Okay. All right. Yeah, I would do the same thing. I would back the fuck out. I would. Uh, So... President Grant ordered the army to only give out clothing and no food. Smart, because you can eat that. Okay, good. Next. <laughs> uh, so they still gave out rations, though. They the still were like, fuck that, it. Right. Soon the state governments began to realize how inadequate the private relief effort was. People all over the area were on the verge of starving. And bodies piling up was maybe worse as far as discouraging pioneers than a locust attack. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's certainly, you're like, wait. Come on out to Kansas where everyone's just laying around dying. Yeah, I bet you're dying to come to Kansas. <laughs> you can pick your own farm. Just take out the bodies and put them in a hole. Come on down to People Bricks where you can buy humans and use them as bricks. Don't mind the smell. The smell goes away come spring. Just wait until the flesh jerkies. If you hang up the dead, you can eat them. Let them dry in the sun. We stopped eating chickens around here a long time ago. But humans? Gotta taste bad. Humans taste delicious. (laughs) All in off the bone. So... Uh, papers start. Oh, papers start turning now. Now they've gone from uh, writing articles about how uh, the charity is all corrupt, and now it's where's the response? Worthy of the help, and now they start freaking out. They print a letter from David W. Frost, who was some sort of military guy, uh, and they a lot of them printed this letter. Um, and he said in it, ten thousand people in Nebraska were going to die in two weeks. Uh, from starving in the east with so much in the east now they're getting conflicting information so the papers are trying to figure out what's going on so the papers in the east are literally printing stories of starvation and then rebuttals of people who say it's not that bad that's uh, that is always my favorite thing of media is how we need well, I mean, essentially, one person who's close to right and then a lunatic. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, Locust States sent reps east to lecture and write appeals for aid in newspapers. 
They had to explain that the starving were worthy of aid. They lectured how the farmers had been on the verge of great success before the locust plague, and they were not idle sloths. So they now they're lying because they were not doing well before the locust came. But they have to embellish the financial crisis that happened. Yeah, they couldn't sell crops. (laughs) So, but now many Easterners step up and start donating again. Congress passed a bill to send $30,000 worth of seeds to be planted. The army was given 150000 to spend on relief supplies. They ended up giving out 2 million rations in Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, and Dakota Territory. Um, the afflicted states themselves finally issued bonds to fund aid. This all began a practice of, this is the first time farmers were ever aided by the government, Mm -hmm. which obviously we know still continues to this day. With the immediate crisis averted and seeds in the ground, people now waited for spring to come. And of course that meant the eggs, the eggs would hatch. Oh no. Missouri then passed a law requiring all able-bodied persons to dedicate one or two days a week to plowing and killing locust eggs and larvae. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> That's just fun. That's, we're just asking you for one to two days a week. Can you commit an egg genocide? <laughs> when spring 1875 came around, the trillion eggs the locusts had laid the year before started to hatch. You know... Uh, well, first of all, a trillion is so much, and then that just leads yeah. me to the idea that there that Jeff Bezos has as many dollars as locusts. <laughs> <laughs> the ground was covered in squirming masses of baby locusts, which are known as nymphs. Oh, the cutest name! We're little. We don't know any better. Oh, I'm gonna eat everything you oh, love. No. <laughs> no. Farmers were terrified. Nymphs also ate a ton as they grew. And then after, after like six weeks, they would molt and begin to fly in April and early May. Um, They began to move before flying and farmers began their battle. The, uh, the little grasshoppers hopped farmers in Kansas killed hundreds of bushels of, of them. Professor F.H. Snow wrote that the flightless locust descended upon Lawrence, Kansas, on the 25th of May. Soon, lawns were gone. This time, tree leaves survived because they put pine tar around the trunks to keep them from crawling up. Oh, okay. Interesting. One man defended his yard by killing 70 bushels of baby locusts in six Who's days. Who's this guy? <laughs> Who is this legend? But then cold came and a hard frost. That'll help. And that killed a lot of the locusts in the Kansas and Nebraska area. Um, but others grew wings. In Texas, the locusts came and ravaged. In Ellis County, quote, not a spear of grass or anything green was to be seen within a radius of 25 miles. Wow. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? Wow. <laughs> They began to die in mid-May around Denton. They were said to be, in quote, bushels. 
Uh, people cut them open, and each contained one to three larvae of trachinid flies. Apparently, something could kill them. So the flies were somehow putting their larvae into right. the... I don't know how that's happening, but into the the locusts and killing them. It's interesting. I wonder how. I mean, maybe it's just when you get eaten. It, yeah, who knows? In 1876, the number of locusts that swarmed over Texas was said to be truly astonishing. In Collin County, there were so many, they were, quote, so deep as to cover fences and the bodies of trees upon which they would alight. A swarm that flew over Dallas was 2,000 feet high and 40 to 60 miles wide. People believed, as it was reported in the papers, that the locusts were flying toward Mexico, where they would fly out over the Gulf of Mexico and die. There was absolutely zero evidence of this. People were just like, you know where they're going. They want to have water deaths. <laughs> Why would you, I mean, I don't even need to add. I don't even need you to speculate. Good. I mean, they were obviously going to Mexico. They're, I mean, if they're flying, I mean, they're migrating in a way. That's what yeah. they're doing. So they're they're going to. And well, you know, it's also it's May, so Cinco de Mayo, sometime. That's in right. There. I love, mean, where, where else would you want to celebrate? Cinco de Mayo. I mean, I think this is oh, when was the Mexican Revolution? Uh, but uh, there's also stories of the same thing in Mexico. They're shooting shotguns at them and doing the whole thing. Um. So. Uh, Trains were stopped in Flatonia, Austin, San Antonio, and Marion. There was almost so trains can't run because there's so many fucking of these guys. There was almost no drinkable water in Lockhart because of all the decomposing locust bodies in San Antonio. Were stand up still doing shows? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They never. Why would you stop that when you can kill audience members? In San Antonio, it was reported people were amused to see a woman trying to, quote, frighten away the predators with a tin rattle and queer movements of her body. Hmm. Interesting. So, it's good to know yeah. that person is always better. Yeah, around. right, right, right. You just need to talk to them. I can't do a locust dance. Uh, they're in you. Oh, yeah. Your arms. Yeah, I... Yep. Oh, boy. It's my body. It's how I move it. It's the locust Your thing. body's gone. Oh, I'm sexy. Dave, I wish everybody got a chance to see what just happened over there. Yep, I'm standing. <laughs> oh, you're not only standing. You're selling. Oh, fuck yeah, I am. Uh, smaller swarms continued all over the West. Farmers began planting later in the year, and this led to better harvests. So they would wait until the locusts came through. And then it actually, because sometimes they were planting way too early, like January. Right. Or, and, and now they're planting later, and it's actually helping their crops grow. Um, as some said uh, locusts were getting rid of the farmers who were weak and relied on fear and apprehension instead of their trust in the Lord. That's right. I didn't want to say it, but that's true. One man said it would cleanse the ranks of farmers in Texas. Yep. yep. That man's from Texas. In 1877, Congress established the U.S. Entomological Commission for the specific purpose of dealing with the Rocky Mountain locusts. Now, all the states pushed for this. They're like, we got to have some science. And so the federal government finally made a commission. Uh, three eminent Entomologists were chosen for the commission. They each took different regions to study. They set up networks of correspondence to gather information, and they issued reports. 
One of the guys correctly predicted when a swarm would arrive in Kansas after it had begun in Colorado. Okay. Fucking locust predictions. Yeah, right. This led A.S. Packer Jr. to ask in the American Naturalist whether or not meteorologists could, quote, foretell with a good degree of certain locust invasions. <laughs> okay. All right. I kind of want to live in a world where a meteorologist to go out and predict uh, locusts. You kind, you, you're lucky, Dave, because you kind of are going to, and you kind of already get that with the curveball we've thrown the meteorological community who just was been high and mighty on their Dopplers their whole lives. And now we're like, and you've got to predict fire. They're like, wait, I went to college for weather. It's like, yeah, uh-huh, it falls under that now. It's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot but of, now you involved. do also the Wednesday ash report. Yeah, that's right. Ash report, smoke report, fire report. Uh, So in 1877, the Nebraska legislature passed the Grasshopper Act, which labeled locusts a, quote, public enemy. The act required all able-bodied people to gather and fight the locusts. It was a grasshopper army. Any male between 16 and 60 who did not work for two days a week fighting locusts would be hit with a $10 fine. Okay. Farmers in the Midwest lived in fear of another mass locust swarm, but they never returned in such numbers. And then over the years, locusts, the Rocky Mountain locusts, slowly died out. The last specimens were found in 1902, a male and female, and after that, they seem to have vanished from the face of the earth. There are a few ideas of why they are gone, uh, but the true answer is not known, most probably due to... Most probably due to the destruction of their habitat by man moving That's in. That's right. <laughs> it's what we call silver lining. <laughs> uh, it is believed they are extinct, but some think they are still in isolated populations in the Snake River Basin of Ohio and in Yellowstone National Park. Plotting. The idea, the idea that farmers were brave, patriotic, and resilient, or worthy was in part due to the effort to get relief from eastern states to the federal government and to counter the argument that they were lazy and deserved no help. So the patriotic farmer idea sort of began then, and it's still here today, even though most farms are now huge agribusinesses. How about them apples? Oh, Jesus Christ. Just crazy. Just crazy on every level. Crazy, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy that, uh, you know, that it's, it's, we, we are so confident as a a species, like we are just so clearly in our heads, top dogs that when we have to, like when we treat everything like a flea that we have to flick off and it just shows you the balance of nature and all of that, it's, we're not in charge and And, and obviously it speaks volumes to our ability to fathom crisis in real time, uh, process crisis, plan for crisis and fix crisis. And when you add capitalism or corruptibility in the mix, I mean, that's it. And that's exactly what we're facing down the, the barrel of now. What do you mean? Well, Dave, right now the government is, uh, Hmm? 
my government, America? Government. Your government, in a bipartisan fashion, passed a bill that is the largest transfer of wealth, uh, upward transfer of wealth in the history of uh, economies. America. America. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, your locust, your locust capital of the world. Yeah. The United States of America. That's did right. That. Yeah. Recently. Recently. Good times. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, but I think if it, to summarize, in summary, yes. Yes. In summary, you would say in good summary, times. In summary, I think the title of the episode should be Good Times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we used to sign cars, and then the world went away. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's over. Everyone's out again. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Great plan, us. <laughs> All, right. All right. Shit, that's crazy shit, dude. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't. But we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.